everybody. Welcome back to the IRDC podcast, the Injured Reserve Debate Club. We are here once again. Uh, but we've got a little bit of a switch up, a little bit of a curveball. Or a little bit of a squib kick, if you will. Football. All right. <laughs> this is going very, very well. I it am... went well until you <laughs> until you explained your comment. <laughs> Again, I love the idea of the listener that's like, you know what? I don't know if these guys really know sports. Oh, wait, he said squib kick. Okay, all in. All in. Here I am. I'm also imagining people being like, no, no, no. This, this podcast is really good. It's my, it's my friend Justin. It's my friend Kevin. It's my friend Terry. And then you hear that opening and you're like, "Are you, I just have to ask you because I'm riding in the car. Are you okay to drive that you enjoy? <laughs> are, you, are you feeling all right? Um, I'd also but, love to know the individual that would say that. The individual that is my wife. That is friends with all three. My wife oh, to me. Okay. <laughs> uh, but today we're going to be uh, going through a little bit of a fantasy football kind of preview, but um, here at the IRDC, we kind of have to do it our way. So basically what we decided to do was um, kind of come to the table with four takes, um, one about a quarterback, one about a running back, one about a tight end, and then just because, spirit of nope. things. Nope. Mm-mm. Oh, nope. We're doing wide receiver. <laughs> One quarterback, one running back, one wide receiver. career receiving touchdowns. <laughs> and, uh, and one flex, uh, which is um, which is not so much about a flex player, but really just any kind of hot take, warm take, cold take you may have. Um, so we're going to just kind of switch it up from what we normally do here. Um, no points, although I'm sure we can give out points if we want. You know, just throw somebody a point or two. A little point, half point, eighth of a point. Um, and... Uh, yeah, with that all squared away, five minutes later, let's uh, jump into it. Sweet. Um, does anyone particularly want to go first? I, 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 I should we talking. do it? I'd like to do like position by position. Uh, totally yeah, here. For I think that's a good idea. But I, okay, and that help us for our, for not like I was gonna say I'll, I could keep track and be like okay, like in, if if somebody tried to do like two running backs, yeah, I guess somebody tried to back. just throw in a talk about tight ends when we're actually did wide receivers. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. All right, all right, all right. So that should be good. All right, so we'll go. Why don't we go down like like your lineup would be? So we do like quarterback, wide receiver, running back, flex. Sure. Great. Sure. All right. My quarterback take. I don't think Josh Allen's the top five quarterback at the end of the year in terms of points. I, I just have this feeling. I have nothing to back it up. I just have a feeling of the Bills have kind of – I think this Bills core has gotten as far as they're going to go, and I just think they're going to take a step back this season. Um, they'll still be fine. They'll still probably make the playoffs, but I just I, – I think that that loss to Case Kansas City, I, I just think that was kind of there. You know, like when teams have like a loss or a moment where you're like, well, they just never – they never got over that. Like, has the Seahawks were never the same after the the Malcolm Butler interception? The two thousand two uh, San Francisco Giants. You what know, there's only with... three of us on this call, so when no one talks after I say something, it's like the silence echoes into like my my children will understand that. I'm my my so main like, question is what happened in two thousand two? Damn it! They won they won three World Series in like the next fifteen years. I know, but but for but for eight years, it was real rough there. Okay. We'll just cut that. I, I hate that. 
Um, Normally, like, I kind of have an idea of where you go and something. That was the first one where I was like, I have no idea what he means by now. <laughs> I genuinely was like, what? I'm still a little confused. <laughs> actually, even no, a- actually, or you know what? Like 2015 Mets. We're talking about football. Stop talking about baseball, you idiot. Um, so that's mine. Interesting. So do we want to talk about that or do we want to go? Well, I, was, I would say maybe we just go through all three of them and then we kind of talk because maybe right. some of us, like, what if we have one that's, like, not that great? No, and right. it's like, well, um, I think Justin Fields is going to have a breakout year and be a top five quarterback. He actually has weapons this year, um, like a plethora of weapons. And... Uh, I think I think the the Bears have finally they're gonna shoot themselves in the foot now that I'm saying this, but <laughs> they're finally uh, taking their offense a little bit more seriously. Um, the Fields draft pick is looking like it makes a lot more sense, um, and yeah, I think he's going to be a top five uh, quarterback this year. For me. Um, I think that the most overlooked and underrated quarterback, uh, in any fantasy draft this year is going to be Anthony Richardson. Um, I feel like he's just been super overlooked. Um, there's not, I mean, there was a lot of chatter about him really rising his stock in the draft, but if you've been really paying attention to his game, um, he kind of is always a top four pick. And I feel like based on where the Colts are, I feel like he actually has a real good chance to kind of show up, show off and show out. Um, so I think people are really sleeping on Anthony Richardson. He, while we've been recording uh, the first episode that we recorded, spoiler alert, we recorded two today. Um, he was named the starter. Oh, that's good. Did you know that? I did. Uh, I did okay. not. That was a lie. You did not. Oh, actually. oh, did oh. not. Okay. I, I, I did not. Uh, no, but I did look um, uh, in between a little break. I just kind of want to see where ESPN was ranking him. Um, they have him at 20, which I think is criminal, criminally low. Um, uh, the only thing is rookie quarterbacks throw picks. No, so see, it, it see, kinda... but, but, but here's yeah. the thing, not to cut you off. The thing that about Richardson that I think people are sleeping on are his legs. Now, here's the thing. Anyone sleeping on that? No, no, no. Hold on, hold on. No, no. Basically... What he brings to the Colts is something the Colts haven't had since maybe like Jacoby Brissett, which is he, you have a what guy. A, a, what uh, is that really something you just said out loud? Okay, so hold on. I, I need to be very clear with you guys. I'm a Jacoby Brissett truther. This so. is like <laughs> that's why you're wearing a Commander's hat today. Yes, uh, yeah. It's solely it's solely for Jacoby. This um, is just like being like, hey, have you ever had like a really mediocre meal? Would you like to do it again? Like that's oh, like the Jacoby Brissett experience. No, no. He's a great teammate. He's Pro- a great teammate. No, no, you guys go back and look. Jacoby Brissett is a properly rated quarterback. He is he is fine. He is properly mediocre. Yes. He is he I would rather have him than like peak John Kitna. <laughs> <laughs> That's like being like, I'd rather live in my car than a dumpster. Like, it's yeah. like, what are we doing? So, so like, I, 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 I'm here for it. I'm here for Richardson. I am. Um, I have concerns though. And those concerns are who, 
what is their running back situation going to look like? Jonathan he's Taylor. Gonna he's going to play. Like I know what you're saying, Kevin, but he's going to play. And he's too young to do. Anything. Sure. Like sure, he hasn't sure. made. Enough money. He's got to play. I know. I'm, yeah. That that was that was less of the thing than who was he throwing the ball to? Michael Pittman. Yes, Jr. Michael. Is- yes. Yeah, yeah. Michael Pittman is great. What else do they have? Brashard, Perryman, Isaiah McKenzie. They're the two and three probably on that team. Hold on, hold on. We just you just talked about Justin Fields. Would you say Justin Fields had a good fantasy season last year? I think it was fine. It was fine. Yeah. Okay. So that's and that's what we're talking about. Is basically Richardson's going to be fine. Pittman's way better than anyone Justin Fields had last year. Yeah, that's that's fact. That yes, fact. but but also the other thing to think about is that they also have Alec Pierce, who's basically somewhat turning into like a sleeper, like Hunter Renfro kind of vibe. So he does have that check down slot receiver. And then whoever's coming in at third, I mean, they have Isaiah McKenzie, which I think people have kind of looked over a little bit in terms of random dudes who've kind of come out of nowhere and decided I don't want to play for the Bills anymore. And McKenzie was a solid third or even fourth option on that Bills He was team. a big, he was a big sleeper last year, McKenzie. And- and when you look at when you look at Jonathan Taylor's you look at Jonathan Taylor was twenty twenty two season. I'm trying not to do that thing, Terry. Twenty twenty two twenty twenty two season. Definitely took a step backwards from his insane. You mean last season? Yeah. Okay. Well, I just I, you know I, I don't want a listener to get confused and they're like, "What year was this?" When I say last season. Oh, you mean like for the archives when someone's listening to this in 2071? <laughs> yeah, I'm so mad. I'm so mad. <laughs> I, I, so basically, like, when you look at... The only thing that survived the nuclear holocaust is this podcast. When you look at <laughs> when you look at what the Colts have, adding in, a, adding in a quarterback who can run really opens up a ton of options for them. That's why I think that people are sleeping on them. Because, like, when you have Matt Ryan and you have a stationary quarterback... Yeah, it's not going to really pan out when your options are to chuck it deep or run it. It's very easy to game plan. Anthony Richardson is a wild card that makes the rest of his team dangerous. That's why I think I, I just think people are super sleeping on him because he does the same way, similar things like Josh Allen does, where his legs are the problem. His running ability is the Can I problem. Say something about Josh Allen. Go ahead. And I actually, I feel like this is a good time to pivot into talking about actually, yours. Actually, the problem in terms of for defenses, his build is the problem. His legs are good. Like he can, he's a, he's a mobile quarterback. I'm not taking that away from him. But the reason Josh Allen's been so successful is he's basically the same size as the guys trying to tackle him. Yeah, he's, that's the he's, thing. Anthony Richardson doesn't. Oh, actually, Anthony Richardson is pretty big too, isn't he? He's yoked, dude. He's huge. Richardson is 6'4", 244. Oh, you have 244. I have 232. I have 244. I'm on, like, the Colts. uh, Well, I was just going to say, just to confirm, this is when you and I went to the Combine, and we both measured them ourselves. These are our seven. Uh, Wait, hold on. So so he's what? And the Combine's in Indy anyway, so it's, like, it's perfect. He's what? Because I I have Josh Allen's stats. What is he? 6'4"? 6'4", and Kevin has him as 244. Pro Football Reference has him at 232. So, so I got Josh Allen as 6'5", 238. Okay. All right, fine. Apples and oranges. Allen's and that's, oranges. That's a lot closer that to like apples. 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 <laughs> that's apples. apples, apples, baby. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. But, but hold on. I, 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 now, I, 
if we want to go back to talking about Richard, I feel like we totally can. But I kind of want to pivot to Terry's take because I actually agree with this, and it's one that I had, but then I opted for the Richardson take. I think to at a certain point, I feel like defenses have to figure out Josh Allen, and I feel like we have enough of a sample size. But this feels like the year where people start to figure him out. I think the Bills need to figure out Josh Allen because like in the playoffs last year, they, they ran him like three QB sneaks in a row and he didn't get into the end zone. Any of those three times. It's like, we know what you're doing. Uh, Also like his, his body's not going to hold up if he keeps trying to, to be like, the, well, we know it's he's going to turn in a, and I mean this strictly as an on the field performance. He's going to turn in a Roethlisberger, where it's like he's got the the ice pack on every limb and you know yeah. body part after every practice. I mean, can, yeah, he's going to be twenty seven. Can they? Can the Bills switch up the game plan, pull some of the pressure off of his like option running, and like make him more of a pocket passer? Can they succeed that way? Here's the thing is McDermott's an, a defensive coach. You know what I mean? And yeah. so apparently he's going to be taking on more defensive responsibility. I think McDermott's a good coach, but I mean, the Ken Dorsey, so it's, it's basically because is Ken Dorsey. It's all, it's all on Ken Dorsey. Hmm. <laughs> that was a really, I really worded that great. It's Ken <laughs> Dorsey. It's Ken Dorsey. It's uh, you know, it's all on Ken Dorsey. I think the other thing too to consider because I think you're you're right, Kevin. I feel like it's it's a more of a Bills problem because to me, when when you what was that game? Was that that Cincy that got knocked out, or was that? Yeah, it was yeah, Cincy like shit out. And and he he I mean he ran for like what like 110 yards, but it's because he had no downfield option. It's also because the Bills receivers are not they're a little bit vertically challenged. Their tallest wideout is six two, and that's Gabe Davis. So your number two guy is 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 a bit on the shorter side of things. Dawson Knox is six four, and even he doesn't feel like a like a big tight end. So, so yeah. they, oh Go sorry, ahead. just so, so he threw for they they beat Miami, but remember they beat Miami when Miami had oh, what was it like their third uh, string well, quarterback? Yeah. Do, oh, oh no. Well, hold on. Did they win that first game against Tua where Tua got knocked the first time Tua got well, knocked? That's not what I'm talking. I, I don't. No, no, I don't I know. know. I know. Yeah, sure, sure. Go ahead. Yeah. All right. So in the playoff game, they beat, they win at home. For let me just, what was his name? Hold on, I have to. The first thing that popped beat, in my head was Ellinger, but that's not him. It's no, it's Skylar Thompson. Yes. So Scott, so they beat a Skylar Thompson led team. They gave up thirty one points to a Skylar Thompson led offense at home. So they win by three. He's throws for three hundred fifty two yards. But he throws two interceptions. He throws three touchdowns, but two interceptions. And he rushes for 20 yards on four carries. The next game, when they lose 27 to 10 to Cincinnati, again, at home, he's 25 of 42 for 264 yards, no touchdowns and a pick. And he runs eight times for 26 yards. He did score a touchdown. So I know the playoffs don't count in terms of like what we're talking about, regular season fantasy stats. But I just, again, I just think like, I I think they're going to take a step back this year. And I think his performance is going to be part of that. Yeah, I completely agree, honestly. I mean, they've added Latavius Murray, Damian Harris, and Andy Isabella are like their big off-season additions. And they're 
interesting. Like I, the, none of those guys move the needle and you good. That was an ad playing on pro football reference. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I didn't hear anything. I just saw in your face. Well, I clicked on skip ad and all of a sudden a family's having a conversation inside an SUV. I don't understand how skip ad got me deeper into the ad. Uh, anyway, I'll say this just to, to close the loop. I'm all on board with the Justin Fields thing. I think because I it's, want it's, that. Like, I want so, that to happen. They yeah. so like they're they're wide receiver core right now. They're like they're they're top three guys: DJ Moore, Chase Claypool, Darnell Mooney. They also have guys like Equinemius St. Brown, Dante Pettis. They have uh. Every former Green Bay Packer tight end that's that's still playing. <laughs> they have Robert Tunyon, Mercedes their Lewis. Best, their best uh, tight end is Komet. Yeah, and their best tight end is Komet. And then uh, they they also added uh, Deontay Foreman um, in the backfield. And no, but didn't they add a no, didn't they? Oh, no, David Montgomery went to the Lions. That's yeah. what I'm thinking of. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. thought they got somebody, too. I didn't think it was Deontay Foreman. Wait. Is it Foreman? Who's Deontay Foreman? Hold on, hold on. Devonta Freeman's the guy that was on the Falcons in the Super Bowl. Yeah, different Is guy. guy from the Panthers yes, last year. I think so. Okay. Double okay. check. Yes, the guy from the Panthers last year. So who's the uh, Panthers back? Chubba Hubbard and the Panthers. No, oh, Panthers Miles have um, Miles Sanders. Oh, thanks, Miles Sanders. Yeah. yeah, the carousel oh, this year. Which is interesting though, because um, uh, Khalil Herbert is still their number one in the backfield. Yeah, he's good. Yeah, he's solid. DJ Morris. Um, so we want to move on to wide receivers. Yeah, because I think that's that's a good segue where we were talking about Justin Fields' new weapons. So maybe some other weapons are on some other teams. Hey. Yeah. yeah. My my wide receiver hot take is that New England Patriots rookie wide receiver Demario Douglas is going to be a hot sleeper get at the end of anybody's draft this year. Um, word out of New England camp is he is by far their number one receiver in camp so far. And that is over the broken bones of Devontae Parker, Juju Smith-Schuster, uh, Kendrick Bourne, and whatever 72 other wide receivers from 2017 Bill has decided to hire, uh, to, to sign. Um, but the, the hot news out of Patriots camp um, is that Demario Douglas looks like the real deal. Um, he's caught more passes than like the rest of them combined or something crazy like that. Um, or at least that was true prior to their first preseason game against Houston. Um, and it feels weird to uh, hitch my wide receiver wagon to a New England Patriots rookie, but uh Douglas looks like he could be the guy that um, immediately walks into this lineup and could be a difference maker and somehow already has a, a pretty good rapport with LOL Mac Jones. Did you say LOL Mac Jones? Yes. 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 Okay. I'm, I'm not a Mac fan. I'm not a Mac fan. I... You're a Mac fan, Terry? Just real quick. Mac, Mac fan check-in. Um... 
I have a very, very complicated. I when he this is this is this is judgmental. <laughs> when he was drafted, the way he walked to the podium and the way he interacted with Goodell, something about it just really didn't sit right with me. I was like, this doesn't seem like a good hang. Is how I'd say mm-hmm. like from like and not that I, mm-hmm. I I doubt most quarterbacks would be like, hey, I wanted to hang out with this thirty nine year old father too for the weekend. Like I get that I'm probably not the ideal hang either, but. I, there's something about that, but I, I keep saying, but I think what happened last year was criminal. I think what they did with his development, the idea that the person that I think is the best coach of all time could in any form think that last season was a good idea of what they did with him from a coaching standpoint. Like I'll never get over that. That just never made any sense to me. And so I think he deserves the benefit of the doubt. And I think he had a really good rookie season. Yeah. Am I stoked right. that he could be like the quarterback that I root for for the next 10 years? Not particularly, but I still think there's a chance that he could be successful and I'm definitely not a zappy guy. What I will say is if they have a bad season and they have like a top 10 pick, I wouldn't be, I, I would kind of get into maybe packaging up to maybe get Caleb Williams. That's just something out there, I would say. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. Um, I, I, I do agree with you though. Like he had a good rookie year last year was criminal. And if he's already connecting with, you know, a, a young, a couple of young receivers in camp, like that could bode well for, for a third year for him. Like I, I, I don't particularly like him, but I also don't begrudge him his se- sophomore season because Matt Patricia was calling the plays on offense, you know, like that just is the biggest Can joke. I give you a, can I give you a, a, a Boston conspiracy theory that I don't have this? I'm sure there is someone in the greater New England area that feels this way. <laughs> doing what they did, Belichick knew what he was doing because he wanted him to have a shitty second season. So when he's up for his contract extension, it'll be less money. I hate people from our city so much, but I guarantee you. I, people I love day. every single person from Boston. <laughs> so fuck you. Who's your who's your wide receiver, Terry? <laughs> <laughs> Juju Smith Schuster is going to be a top five. No, I'm kidding. I'm very much kidding. Mine is I think Garrett Wilson's going to be a top five wide receiver. I think he is unreal, um, and I think getting Rodgers is going to be huge. I will say I'm not as high on the Rodgers in totality experience. I'm not someone that's big on the jets in fact i bet they're under for wins i think they're getting way too much hype and that always is like a big red flag for me um but i just think garrett wilson is unreal um and i look forward to christian gonzalez shutting him down twice a year but then him going off the other 15 games <laughs> yeah i mean the, the jets have like for once made a lot of really good decisions like their their defense was really good last year. Like it's their their what they could hang their hat on, and then going out and bringing in Aaron Rodgers, and they just signed Dalvin Cook. Who knows how that'll go? But like they have they have some interesting pieces. But I I do still think that there are at least two better teams in the AFC East. I agree. Justin, who's your wide receiver? I think Justin Jefferson is a trap this year. I think Justin Jefferson is it, it has a backslide, big backslide. This well, year. okay. Can 
what is a bet like is like is, okay, so, he's, when we talk about Zerl, like num- maybe number one fantasy guy, what is that? What's the backside? No, if he's no, number no, five. So, no, no, no. So, 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 so here's the thing. Here's the thing. Okay. Uh, when you look at offensive players of the year, there's a trend for that player to not be able to replicate a, a, a non-quarterback player. I make that very, very clear. Um, has just been not able to replicate those numbers from the from the season they won the award. The only exception to that is Cooper Cup, but Cooper Cup doesn't play the same position or not the same position is not the same kind of wide out as Justin Jefferson. I just think that at a certain point, defenses are going to figure him out on a level that I don't think he's seen before. I think this is, is similarly to how we're talking about Josh Allen, where we're like, I feel like I feel like we've seen enough of him to understand this. Same with Justin Jefferson for me. I just I feel like. I feel like him being consensus number one in terms of fantasy point potential, I just feel like is if you're shooting for what he did last season, it's never going to happen. It's just not going to happen. So that that's, I mean, I don't even think that's a hot take. I feel like that's a lukewarm take to be perfectly honest. I just don't think, I don't think he has the legs this year. I just, I don't think he, I don't think he can replicate last season. Maybe not, but I don't think the fall is that significant. No, I mean, like, I mean, look, I mean, like, this is this is me, it, like, completely internalizing my justification of inevitably taking Justin Jefferson at number one in in no, I, I, the I fantasy. Mean, I think, I think, too. I mean, because I'm just gonna quickly look at the league that I died in last year. I just want to see what their depth chart is because the other well, thing. What are you doing? Oh, well, it's, I, was, I think hey, what you were just K- about to say. They lost Thielen. They lost Thielen. They have KJ Osborne, and Jalen Naylor, uh, Jordan, Jordan Addison, but is Nikhil What was that? Didn't Jordan Addison just get in legal trouble? Didn't he get? Was he like speeding or something like that? Did he, I yes. thought he went like a hundred and ten in like a thirty. Like a hundred and f- yeah, to, was something to do with his dog? Was that him? Or am I thinking? Something oh, like I don't that's... know. Uh, I am not seeing any of that. Jalen Rieger. I, yeah, I hope I hope I didn't just make that. Oh up. no no no! You're thinking of Riggs. That's Henry Riggs. No, I'm not thinking of Riggs. I am no, not that's thinking a, of Riggs. That's a very different situation. Way way uh, different situation. It's, man. So so it's not Jordan Addison. No, here we go. Here we go. Yes, it is. On July 20th, 2023, Addison was pulled over and cited for speed and reckless driving before reporting his first training camp. He was driving a Lamborghini Urus on da da da, 140 and a 55. He claimed it was because he had an emergency oh. with his dog. Dog, but I would say this: like, hey, I, I, I love dogs as much as the next guy. I don't think I would go 140. Ever. Yeah. Okay, but puns. Oh, oh, I also can't afford a car that would go 140 miles an hour. So that's probably <laughs> a big. So here's here's the other thing too, though, um, is that when you look at like Jordan Addison coming in. Jordan Addison is just slot. He's just a slot receiver. But on but the U.S. No, no, I, 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 t- I totally get that. But he's right. he is firmly a number two and number three. Thielen okay. was a firm number two. So Jefferson and Diggs before that are clear number ones. What I'm saying now is that if Jordan Addison is the number two here, I don't feel like he's the same kind of weapon that will allow Justin Jefferson to get some of the heat taken off. I, I think so. Well, I don't. I don't think he is the number two. He is. 
I think he's supposed to be. He's a first round pick. I know. I get I what you're saying. I think the idea being, I think it's an, e- and this is just my, I could be wrong, but I feel like it's an easier transition for a slot receiver into the NFL than, than like a number, a true number one. Do you know what I'm saying? I know, I know we're not oh, saying sure. that Joe Nash, sure, sure. but like what I'm saying is like the Vikings need, if the Vikings need Addison to operate out of the slot, I think that's an easier transition than being like, Hey, we need you to be our number one, which I, they don't No, but I, I, I get what I, I, I think it's a good take. I'm just trying to figure out how far do you think he slides? Like, are oh, we saying and, and that's, I, I don't think I'll put it to you like this. I feel like he, I feel like he slides out of the first next in, in for next year's draft. That makes sense. Okay. I don't, I don't agree with that, but yeah, oh, see, I do like, well, in, in the same way that like, like so, are we talking PPR? We can talk whatever we want. I mean, like, no, like, no, it's a huge difference. It's a huge difference. No, 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 no. Hold on, hold on. I'll put it to you like this. I'll put it to you like this. Hold on. Okay, Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan Taylor, running back for the Colts. What is happening? What is Kevin doing? Taking a picture. Oh, sorry. No, I just picked like? up my phone and didn't realize I blocked my screen. Um, where, where do you have Jonathan Taylor going this year? Me? Yeah, he's probably like third round, second round. He's no. It depends. Well, no. Wait, no. He's definitely no, third. But Jonathan think... Taylor last year was first round pick. Okay, okay. I I do. This happens. I, this happens. I, so this 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 is going to break us into our next our next position battle. So this may, might be a good segue. Hold on. Uh, I do, anyway, I, just real quick though, I do want to say, Kevin, I think that your take about Patriots. Uh, I was going to say freshman wide receivers, and that's not it. R- rookie wide receivers, I think, is actually an excellent take. Also, to the point where if Keishon Booty can figure it out, he's a steal. The Patriots have such a boom or bust wide receiver core this year that it literally can't fail. But I feel like if if Mac Jones can figure it out, and we literally got Alabama's offensive coordinator, I feel like. The Patriots are a sleeper, and I, it's Homer. Sure, tweet at me. I feel like the Patriots have an underrated wide receiver core of young talent, and I feel like that is potentially a little bit overlooked. I actually think that's a great take. Yeah, I mean, thanks. <laughs> it was me. Yeah. Um, so, I the whole thing with running backs this year. Um, I God, I've completely lost the segue that I that I had in my brain. Um, but when you're talking about, uh, you said, was it Taylor, you were just saying would drop to second, maybe third round. Um, I don't think let's say, let's say in some reality that that becomes true. There's there's no, there's absolutely, unless he breaks his leg tomorrow, there's no chance he drops to the third round, even with all this shit, he's still a top five, top 10 running. Well, what I'm trying to say is. The only reason that he will, in my opinion, have the possibility of even dropping into the second round is the fact that owners are just devaluing the running back position across the league right now. That's been the narrative all offseason. So I think you're going to see a lot more wide receivers go in the first round than you otherwise would because – most people's uh, draft strategy uh, is okay. You wanna you wanna snag the best running back you possibly can in the first round, particularly if you're in a PPR league. Um, and like, 
it, or sorry, particularly if you're not in a PPR league, um, and then hope you can snag like the top receiver that exists when you come back on the turn. But this year, I think we're going to see a lot more wide receivers going in that first round, which is the reason that Taylor could drop into the second. Um, but I don't think he otherwise would. Like if, it, if we're still looking at like the last five years of fantasy strategy, Jonathan Taylor is still going in the top 10. See, see, but, but I think that it's, you, you, you could, it's boom or bust. Let me just throw this out about Jonathan Taylor. Okay. Jonathan Taylor was the consensus number one pick. This is sports Illustrated's uh, uh, senior fantasy analyst, Michael Fabiano. Taylor was the consensus number one overall pick in 2022 fantasy drafts. He went on to finish 33rd in fantasy points behind Latavius Murray and Jeff Wilson Jr. So there was a decline and that 33rd, if we're looking at total points, right? If we're just going to that on the evaluation, and granted there's a lot of intangibles that we're looking at, 33rd overall is third round. I, I, I think that he, I think you could take him in the first, but I feel like he's firm second. That's what I'm saying with Justin Jefferson, is that after a player wins offensive player of the year, there is a bit of a backslide. Because, especially if you're a wide receiver, a lot depends on who's giving you the ball. Now, I'm not saying this is a Kirk Cousins situation. That, that's a whole other rabbit hole. But I look at taking a, a wide receiver as as consensus first overall, to me, is is very risky. So, I to me, I, I think he falls. I think who are you, falls. Who are you taking number one overall? Honestly, if, for if me. you have that option. Here's the thing. For me, safest bet. I know it's probably going to get a lot of thumbs down, and Terry's probably going to blow raspberry. To me, it's Mahomes. I go Mahomes first overall. Because I know, I know he's getting me points. With Justin Jefferson, I, I I have questions about that. But I'm for me in my one league, where I'm going, I'm picking first overall. To me, it's Mahomes. So, how many how many teams is this league? Twelve. Twelve teams. So you're taking Mahomes number one, and in on on the twenty, you don't pick again until pick twenty four. You're willing to sacrifice the possibility of having a skill player by taking Mahomes number one. Here's the thing, though. This is bad. What we're talking about is bad. Uh, who, okay, okay. If okay, if you're not taking Justin Jefferson one, who are you taking one? Uh, Christian McCaffrey. And okay, maybe. You're I would. Trust, I could. You're gonna trust. You're I gonna trust Mister Irrelevant to have a, to have a, a, a sophomore season where he plays up to that level again. He doesn't need to for McCaffrey to be t- uh, to be good though. But here's the thing: I trust Kyle Shanahan. I trust Kyle Shanahan more than I trust Brock okay. Purdy. I don't trust okay. Brock Purdy. Yeah, they still have Trey Lance. I'm not saying oh Trey Lance is gonna be amazing, but they still have him. So if Brock Purdy sucks, they still have a guy they drafted number three three years ago. Don't they have Sam Darnold sure. too? Do they? That doesn't factor into this. I just, <laughs> I, I, I would not pick a quarterback in the first two rounds because I just think, like, like, look at it, like. So I agree with you. Mahomes is the number one quarterback, but the I'm just looking at the number twelve, the number twelve quarterback or two. Well, Kirk Cousins. You know what I mean? So like, yeah, Mahomes is a lot better, but I would rather have. Kirk Cousins and Justin Jefferson, then Mahomes and my number one wideout is like 
Devonta Smith. I mean, that I might probably won't even get that good of a wide out. You know what I'm saying? So just for kicks, so I have PPR. This is PPR in 2022. Okay. Justin Jefferson comes in at six and he won offensive player of the year. Who came in first? You mean total points? Total points. Are we just saying wide receivers? Are we because uh, quarterbacks, this isn't fair because quarterbacks get more points. But here's the thing. I'm I'm out for points. I'm out for points. So tell me the difference between the number one quarterback and the number 12 quarterback point differential, and then the number one wide receiver and the number, let's say, 24th wide receiver. Okay. 400, that's 428 is what Mahomes had. Okay. okay. Brady was 12 at 280. So it's a 240-point swing or 230-point swing. Isn't it 140? I went to school for musical theater. Wait, 420 and 180? 430. 430 and 180. 180 or 280? 280. That's 150 points. Okay, it's 150 points is the swing. So it's essentially like it's less than 10 points a game, but what's now... Jefferson versus the 24th wide receiver. Oh, wait. 12th. Oh, you want 24? No, because no, we're talking about starting. So you're going the number yeah, one starting yeah, quarterback to the last fair. starting quarterback. That's fair. So number so, one starting wide receiver for the last starting So Jefferson is 240. Uh-huh. And you want 24? Gabe I Davis, do. 123. So 240 and 123. So 117. So it's... There's a difference, so fair enough. There's a there's a bigger gap with quarterback, but I would rather roll with I would have rather rolled in a last season going into a fantasy matchup with Brady and Justin Jefferson than Mahomes and Gabe Davis as my number one wideout. Is my point of all this. Yeah. But your your numbers back you up. So technically you're right too. And I'm the important guy. thing is we remain great friends. I can count to eight. The, the important thing is we're not in this league with Justin, so we don't have to watch him <laughs> take Patrick Mahomes at number one. No, but also, I, I need to be clear. Uh, in I've, I've won a fantasy league once, and then besides that, I'm always I'm always in second place. It's terrible. It's a nightmare. Probably Usually still win money in second place, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, of course. Oh, there you go. So that's awesome. I, I have one league this year that I... So I won the first, it's a 10 team league. Um, it, I won the first game of the season and then lost 13 in a row. Nice. And then this, this league does, uh, you have to win the losers bracket in order to get the number one pick. So I basically tanked. I like that too. And I couldn't get the number one pick necessarily. But then I won out in the loser's bracket. I hadn't won since week one and somehow put together this ragtag team to, to, to win and get that number one pick. And like we do draft picks and stuff. It's a, it's a keeper league that we've, this is probably our, our fifth year maybe. Um, mm-hmm. So I did a lot of like moving stuff around. Um, so I have the number one pick and then the number 20 pick because it's, on the turn second round and then i have three third round picks Ooh, and so i'm just trying to build a wide receiver dynasty within this uh like like that that's that's my all-in strategy um i think 
we'll see what happens. I don't know. I've never done so many mock drafts in my life. This is this this is a tangent, but I think it's it's interesting. I think Kevin and I were talking about this before you hopped on, Terry. Um, Twelve team draft. What? Where is your ideal draft pick? Like, if you're like, I I don't, I, I need to be first. I need to be third. I need to be fourth. What's your What's your ideal? Um, or does it not matter to you? Six. Interesting. You want that like kind of evenly spaced pick at all times? Well, no, I'm just looking at like, if I can pick anything, I want a guy that I'm like, this guy's going to be upper echelon and I feel good about it. And so looking at this list I'm looking at right now, the top six guys are Jefferson, McCaffrey, Eckler, Chase, Barkley, and Taylor. And I feel, as we've just heard, I feel stronger on Taylor than than the rest of you. Who's um, that? Who's that? Um, was it eighteen or yeah, it'd be eighteen, right? Well, Garrett Wilson's nineteen here. So if I could get six and come yeah. out of it with Garrett, Jonathan Taylor, and Garrett Wilson, my first two picks, I'd be pretty pumped. That's not bad. Um, yeah, that'd be pretty great. Bijan Robinson is seventh here. I would not. I I, I don't. There's. Those guys always make me nervous. Like those I, guys that are like, it's like, and his quarterback's Desmond Ritter. I think right? he's getting a lot of hype. Oh, that is just Yeah. Man, he's getting a lot it, of hype. That oh, I just I, like. It signed me up for the Bijan Robinson roller coaster. I am. He, the dude is good. He has just unfortunately been playing with terrible quarterbacks. Like, and that will continue. No, see, but but here's the thing. But Desmond Ritter, for all of his issues, is a pretty good game management quarterback. So I actually think that this actually plays to be. I, I loved it. I love the pick when they got him. I actually think that he's going to have a decent year. Do I think he's going to go off? No, but I think that his ceiling is his ceiling is Derrick Henry. His floor <laughs> is yeah, no, for real. I'm dude. I'm. They are, they are, like, okay, actually, no, I take that back. His question, is, this your, is this your running back hot take? Yeah, you know what? Going you, know what? Guys, no, hold on. you guys, I'm going to be honest with you. This could be because the one that I have written down is bad, and I realized it's basically just about the quarterback. I have Dalvin Cook. Uh, the Dalvin Cook signing for the Jets is actually not as great as we all think it is. Um, but I'm, this is actually a hill I'm going to die on. So, okay, so it's not. So, let's just go on a, yeah, so now we're on yeah. running backs. Yeah, now we're running backs. Yeah. So, here's, like, here's my take. I, I really, Bijan Robinson all day, every day. 100%. But the ceiling is Derrick Henry thing. Like, that's like. No, no, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I'm going to take that back. His ceiling okay. is actually Saquon. Rookie year Saquon. Okay. Because. Then now I can get on that. Because, because they're, they're built the same way. They're, they're power runners. But Bijan Robinson Peak Bijan, when he was at Texas, his highlight reel is explosive. The problem is that at Texas, under under Steve Sarkeesian, he just hasn't – they haven't had an offense that needs a running back of his caliber because their offense is a nightmare. But if so Bijan Robinson played for Falcons Alabama, offense. he's first overall. Like, he, like the, he, he, he is a One guy thing about, who can completely – Turn everything on a on a dime. He's he's real great. quick. Saquon caught ninety one passes in rookie year. That's not going to happen here. Here's the thing. I think it could. He only 
he didn't catch. I don't think he caught. He. I was just looking at. It. I should have. Yeah, stopped. but Terry, 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 fifty catches his whole career. Terry, people can change. Yeah, but they have Cordero Patterson too. Like they're gonna throw the ball to him. Well, and they also had, have Kyle Pitts, who, who, for the love of Christ, needs to show up after what he did to me last year. Like, no, they, that, everyone was no. Anyone who drafted Kyle Pitts last year has no, <laughs> no one to blame. No, yeah, like everyone's like rookie tight ends. They don't, they don't produce. They never do. Gronk is like the lone exception, and if, even if you look at like Gronk's rookie season versus what he did the next season, like it's like crazy. No, but but also the only, I think that I think last year's Pitts scenario just kind of proved to me that the only tight end you should seriously be, be you should seriously consider reaching for or saying I value him a lot is Kelsey. End of. Anyone else it just is not. Wait till you, we get to the. Wait till we get to our flex takes. Uh-huh. All right, so that was your so, running back take. Yeah, I, I'm 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 so here for Bijan, you guys. I I cannot I cannot overstate that enough. I just do you expect the fact that the other ten players on the field with him know what they're doing? Because they have who is Scotty Miller their best receiver? No, like I'm looking at this no, Falcons roster right now and I'm like, who, it, the, their who best on earth? Receiver. Um uh uh um Drake London, you guys. Oh yeah, wait. Drake London's good. Yeah, like like, and and we're all talking Drake about Drake London gets beats on Robinson. Like that's a that's a. That's but decent. they all have to produce. Like it's a well, sexy core. Like well, well, they have to produce, but they also have to get the ball through from their quarterback through the air. That's the question. Not really. But here's the thing: Bijan Robinson that's literally gets the ball handed to him. That's why I'm not too worried about. It. Yeah, but do they yeah, have, but that's the but they're they gonna all if if can't complete a, a downfield pass and they're just going to stack the box and he's going to be running against yeah that line like is just going to get squashed or or, yeah. or they sit Ritter and they throw Taylor Heineke in there who is a serviceable backup who knows how to get the ball out for the commanders last year he was serviceable is he good yeah but he's serviceable what do we feel about Tyler Algier I liked him last year as a sleeper but I mean no, I'm not, just, I don't like him this year. Yeah, like wait, wait, he was last year, right? Or I didn't, I didn't just say I liked him last year. No, this, he, he got drafted. No, no, no. He's a. He, this is his second year. Yeah. Wait, hold, hold on, hold on. I, I forgot about him until from just a, now. From a from from a thousand yards. Yeah, yeah, but I really like from that. a fantasy perspective, I don't know because a thousand yards, damn. However, three touchdowns. And that's, I think, also a thing that you might be up like looking at for for Bijan is like maybe he rushes for a thousand yards, but like they're never in the red zone. <laughs> they they need to have a significant uptick on that team for him to have like a breakout rookie year. But who? Oh, it was Cordero. Cordero, yeah. sorry. Yeah. So Cordero. Dude, dude Cordero my... is such a fun name to say. Mm. My running back take is I think Saquon finishes the year as the number one fantasy running back. Can I ask? I hope for Saquon that that's true uh, because I want to see the guy succeed. He's so explosive. Like if he's not somebody that I would just want to tackle one-on-one if I was like, I would 
first off, I couldn't as me. But like if I'm a linebacker, I don't want to I don't want to be the guy that is the final guy that's going to be able to stop him. Like he's just so unbelievably good. Um if he can stay healthy and that's really the big if, like that's that's his thing um right now, uh then yeah, he should be able to cook. I like yeah. that take. No, I actually. think that's a I think that's a good take. I think what you said, I think, is exactly how I feel about this, Kevin, which is like, I, there are a few players that I'm like, oh, you play for a team I hate, but I, I, I like watching you. And Saquon, for me, is that player. Like, I will always watch a Giants game because I'm like, no, Saquon's sick. Like, the dude is great to watch. The question I have is, and this is maybe tangential, so we don't have to go into it, is do you think that he will be a Giant next season? Because if next- he is going to... Because like, because if he goes off, if he goes off and he's top five, you kind of got to pay the man. And I feel like the yeah. the Giants should have already done that. So that's I think I think the thing here is that that could be a bittersweet thing for Giants fans. Is hey Saquon Barkley just went off, but ooh, he's gonna be a Seahawk next year or something like that. You know what I mean? That's he's the only question I have. He's only on a one year right one now. One year right? like a, right. like eleven mil, which is. I mean, which is well, him of, and Josh Jacobs are literally in the same boat, and you have yeah. to also throw in with Dalvin Cook. Just you, you would hope. I was gonna say Dalvin Cook, yeah. You know, like so. It's yeah. I mean, I feel like I and and last year, last year was an insane yeah. year for. What? <laughs> I almost, I almost said, "Oh, you got Zeke too," but I couldn't even say that with a straight face. Well, the person I was actually gonna say is. There's a chance Ramondre, if he is a, a like a really big year, the Patriots are never going to give him a massive extension, and he'd be yeah. on his last year next year. Like he becomes a prime trade target too. I would say. I would. I would think so. Yeah. So like well, that's I, the, well, because yeah. I, I feel like I feel like the Zeke the Zeke signing to me feels like, and I don't want this to trigger you guys, but like it feels like a Cam Newton 2.0, where it's like, hey, let's like throw a flyer at somebody. Nope. To, I don't think it's that bad. No, 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 no. It, it's, it's not, it's not important nearly at the same level, but it's a, hey, you're not really doing the things that you were doing where you were. We're going to start fresh, give you an opportunity to see if you can get back there. The difference, though, is that... The difference, though, is that Zeke... Sorry, Terry. That, is that Zeke coming into this Patriots team, you know what the expectations there are. Bringing Cam Newton to New England was changing a philosophy of the way that offense had traditionally been run in Bill Belichick's tenure. You are suddenly expecting uh, a guy that Josh Allen could essentially become, uh, like like going back to what we were talking about before, like a guy who relied so much on his legs that he couldn't like – do anything at that point of his career. He couldn't throw, couldn't throw the ball to save his life, which Josh Allen can. Uh, but like, I, I don't think it's the same thing. I think Zeke coming into New England is super low risk on both fronts. I think it, oh. I think it's a high reward for him if he does anything, and he doesn't have to carry the load because Ramondre will continue to carry the load. No, when, when this is, he will essentially be getting paid up to six million for becoming a third down back and trying to get back on his feet. Yeah, no, this is I I had a group chat that was losing their minds over this and I was like, let's 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 talk about who Zeke is replacing here. He's not replacing Ramondre. 
He's replacing Damian Harris. Like it's it's we need to be a little bit who is good. Yeah, oh for sure. Yeah. But but the other thing that we got you have to remember with Zeke is that Zeke is coming in from this like dual back situation that they had going on in Dallas. And Dallas is making the right call of saying, no, we're gonna go with Tony Pollard because he's the guy. Zeke, Zeke, I mean, Zeke fell from, you know, Zeke is like an Icarus story at a certain point. That dude was nasty for a while and then just fell off the face of the earth. That's what I'm saying is like that to me is is where this lines up with it's a Cam Newton situation where it's like, hey, we're going to give you an opportunity to to kind of see what else you have left, because it feels like you're maybe slipping here and you're about to go play for the Grey Cup in 2024. You know what I mean? That like, that's a fair comparison. I just think the quarter. You, it's very difficult to compare a backup running back to the quarterback, the most important position in sports. That's my whole thing. Is, and I also, I also think it's yeah. what a kind of bad idea it was. Like, imagine if Cam Newton's like, I'm not playing for the Patriots. Then the Patriots are going to go into 2020 with either Hoyer or Stidham as their starting quarterback. Yeah, see, but here's the thing. I think that... I think that if they go, this is welcome to Patriots talk the IRDC. If 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 they go in with Stidham, I don't think the Patriots draft Mac Jones. I think that they actually roll with Stidham for a year or two, hundred percent. I'll uh, tell here's you the why. thing about Stidham that I don't understand. I don't understand why the Raiders let him go. Hey, he's in Denver now, right? Yeah, Denver now. He's he did pretty well for them at the end of last season. His Denver mm-hmm. contract didn't break the bank. He's got the experience with the system with McDaniel's. I don't understand. I could understand maybe why Josh maybe got his boy. Josh got his boy. He got Jimmy G. He's like, I, I literally think got about the- Jimmy. But Jimmy G is not the picture of health. Like my thing is, yeah, I just but he fits, I, I don't. But he fits less. He fits thought. the McDaniel's system like that. Like that's the thing. He fits the McDaniel's system. Stidham also fit the McDaniel's system. But then that didn't come to fruition. McDaniel was like, yeah, I'm out. See ya. And who's one of the first people he snags? Stidham. Like, that's that, Like that's that's what this is. It's also yeah. one of the reasons why McDaniel's going to Denver the first time around didn't really work out because he was playing with a quarterback who was never going to fit inside how his offenses need to work. Like, th- yeah. I, yeah, I think we're all roughly there. Um, so my running back take is (laughs) (laughs) no, I I haven't, I haven't, I just started laughing about the Zeke thing and then we went down a rabbit hole, um, is that the Eagles are going to have possibly the most explosive running back duo in the league, but I would trust neither of them as my RB one or two on my fantasy team. They've got Rashad Penny and DeAndre Swift, who both, if they stay healthy, could be nasty on that Philadelphia Eagles team. They've already got the they've already got Jalen Hurts kind of coming into his own. Uh, you know, played in the Super Bowl last year. They've got some solid wide receivers. Uh, I think uh Devontae Smith is fantastic. They've got a lot of good pieces there. They lost Miles Sanders Miles Sanders to Carolina. They brought in Rashad Penny, DeAndre Swift, both guys who are super, super good, but also have had their injury issues. If they can stay healthy, that pair is going to be fantastic. That said, I don't know what the what the play share is going to look like there. 
don't know who's getting the ball in, in top situations, who's kind of operating as the third down back. I don't know that you can trust either of them uh, as one of your top running back choices, maybe in a flex position, uh, maybe, but I, I, I don't know that I would draft either of them particularly high. If one of them's still available, like mid rounds or something, I might go for it and see what happens, but yeah, those guys are going to be fantastic, but not fantastic enough to carry your, carry your team. I mean, I feel like, I, I feel like Smith is still Smith. I feel like Swift is still, is still, I mean, not high, but like I, for me, if I'm going to take any one of those dudes, it's Swift. Swift has kind of played that similar situation where he doesn't get a lot of touchdown looks because that was Jamal Williams. So he's coming from that similar system. And when he, when he gets just open ground in front of him, dude, dude goes, I was, I personally have not been a Rashad Penny believer. So I think that like in terms of how they how the Eagles have kind of run their system where like Boston Scott is this weird kind of like goal line back like and it's you know you know Boston the ball's not- Scott to score a touchdown versus the Giants is a great bet. I think he's scored like every single game he's yeah. played the Giants. Like and so if they're running that same situation, I mean, especially with Boston Scott now being fourth on the depth chart behind Gainwell, Gainwell's not like a bruiser. I feel like if you're going for touchdowns, I feel like you can go Penny. But if you're going for yardage, I feel like it's going to be Swift. I just don't think Swift sees the end zone. But I think that, I mean, more so than what they had last year in their running back by committee, I think this one, I feel like you can firmly go one or the other and you're good. But if you are rolling with Sanders, I mean, it's a nightmare. Yeah, it's a good take. Great take. Kevin. So what do we got? Thanks so much, Terry. So what do we got for flex, boys? Uh, just to just to be clear, to to reiterate, since it's been a while since we explained this, but the the flex take isn't necessarily who are you slotting into your flex spot uh, in on your fantasy team, but just this is our flex. Any other any other hot take um, from from any position. Travis Kelsey will not be a top three tight end this season. I don't care what your scoring is. PPR, non-PPR, it doesn't matter. He will not be a top three tight end. This Who finishes above him? I don't need to do that. I don't need to do that. <laughs> I just need to do that. You don't. You don't. I don't, I don't have that work to show, to be fair. My point is just when tight ends end, they end. Uh, and... Michael Meyer. Uh, could he could finish above him? I think Cole Komet could also finish above him. Like I, I think, look if if the Bears can unlock Justin Fields, how much can I bet you that Michael Meyer does not finish above him? You bet me two dollars, two whole dollars. I'll give you a hundred to one odds too. Damn. No, we're not doing this anyway. <laughs> um, my whole thing is just when it ends, it's over. And uh, to be fair, I will be very transparent. I've been betting on this for a few years now. I haven't drafted Kelsey for a couple years because I just I've saw what happened with Gronk, and I don't want to be caught in that position again of like, oh, slam dunk number one, number two tight ends, and then it's just each week you're like, okay, maybe this is the week it won't be two catches, thirty-seven yards. Granted, I understand that Kelsey doesn't block as much as other tight ends, so maybe the punishment he sustained will not 
equal the same kind of just drop off completely, but I'm not willing to bet on that. I'm not willing to draft Kelsey this year. I think it's over. And yet, Plus I still... like it's it kind of there's. I, I feel like as you're an aging player, there's only so much you can kind of, you know, the the his off season's obviously limited because he goes so deep in the playoffs every year. So you know that recovery is limited. You know, there's only so much you can put, only so hard you can push yourself. I, mean, I don't think we're there yet, but I think I do think it's inevitable in the next couple of years. It's just a matter of is it now or is it next year. I'd like him to be good enough to get another Saturday Night Live episode. I thought he was great on that. I don't enjoy him as a player. He was fantastic as an SNL host. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I feel like, I mean, it's weird to say comp in regards to these because I feel like they're peers. They're not really to compare against. But I feel like the comp is Kittle, right? Where, like... Kittle's a much better blocker. See, but that's the thing is that I feel like they're using him more as a blocker. And I feel like, like... I hear you on Gronk. I think just to me, the difference is just Kelsey is super athletic, but I feel like there will come a time where it's like, Hey, legs ain't there. We got to kind of flip you. So actually I, I don't, I don't hate that take. I just think that it's to me. I'm like, would it, will I be surprised if, if you also say this next year? No. Cause I just feel like it's, it's like a waiting. We're waiting for it to happen. Yeah. That's fair. All right. What's your flexes takes? I think Brian Robinson is going to come out of the travesty of an offensive situation in Washington. And I just like actually the have a, Googling who Brian Robinson is right now. It's his Washington commanders running back who got shot in the leg last year and uh, missed right. half the season. Um, I, I, I think the commanders are in complete disarray right now because uh because it's too hard to train for our new offensive coordinator. Like those players went and complained to Ron Rivera that bringing in uh, Brian Bielmi, it, it was too Eric, difficult. Yeah. Eric, Eric Jesus Christ, Eric Bielmi. Um, the enemy. Is, the enemy is what I'm saying now because I can't Anemone. say it. Anemone. <laughs> Anemone. Um, it, the, the players who have been there went and complained to Rivera that that training is now too difficult and they're just being a bunch of whiny bitches. And you brought in arguably one of the best offensive coordinators in the game. So like do the work, shut up and like, just, just go. Who's your quarterback right now? I say you are because Justin Howell. is wearing it. So, so, uh, so, so here's the thing. It's, it's Sam Howell who had a great season at UNC. It's just hmm. that, He's a quarterback from UNC, and those have not particularly done well in the NFL. His yeah. backup is Wait. Brissett. Wait, are you a Washington Commanders fan? Justin? No, 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 no. Just no, wearing no. a Commanders hat. No, no, no. It's the it's only just, reason I keep no, going back to this. So, so basically, because of the the impending birth of my first child, I've decided to get a little bit involved with the local sports teams so that I'm not thrusting my fandom. Onto her, but you chose the Commanders over the Ravens. Yeah, AFC NFC. I don't know what does that mean. Oh, the Patriots <laughs> play in the AFC. So if they're in, oh, so you don't. Oh, okay, so you don't want your child to root for a team that you would have to actively root against. Yeah, yeah. Okay. No, no, but, but but if if they decide that they wanna they wanna go purple and gold, 
that's fine. This is a whole other episode, but I will just say this. There is no chance I would allow my kids to root for a different team than I would. (laughs) There's no chance. That would hurt me so deeply to my core (laughs) if we lost and my son had like a shit eating grin and was like, yeah, like go. Go Chiefs! Oh, I would see. lose my mind. See, 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 hold on. That's different though because that's I, a lack of respect. Wait, wait, wait. this is a whole other podcast. A whole other podcast. Okay. Whole other yeah. podcast. Okay. So Brian, Brian Robinson is gonna go scorched earth this year. Have a great season. Um, Antonio Gibson is coming theoretically coming back if he's healthy. They share the load there a little bit. Gibson's a great pass catcher. Um, like let let Brian Robinson cook. Uh, I think he will. I think the Commanders will get it together. The NFC East is just laughable, I think, and so they have an opportunity um, to, to to really make some noise. And I think Brian Robinson is going to be a big part of that. I, I look. I actually, as someone who, because of where I live, has been getting a lot of of news and whatnot. I, I actually feel like this is a good take. Actually, I, I think that one he got shot, so he had to recover from that. Um, but I feel like the commanders are in a much better situation than they were going into last season. And I feel like that's something that has flown under the radar. Um, especially since you're right, they have Eric the enemy hashtag should be a head coach. What's going on. Yeah. And also their defensive coordinator is Jack Del Rio. So it's not like they have a bunch of schlubs running this team. So I, I actually, I feel like coming out of the NFC East, I feel like Washington is sleeper. Um, I feel like eight and eight is, is well, <laughs> I feel like that's their, that's their, um, not their ceiling. Like that's the floor to me. I feel like they, they, they end well, the season with a winning record. Are, are the, yeah. Cause they'd be nine and eight. Oh, right. There's 17. I can't. I hate nine that. and eight or, or winning the, winning the division with eight and nine. Jeff Fisher's um, punching air somewhere. <laughs> Who, uh, who's your pick, Justin? Um, I mean, for me, it's, it's, I, I, I just, I just don't, I can't get on board and I just don't believe that Aaron Rodgers is the solution for the Jets franchise. Now, do I think Aaron Rodgers is a good quarterback? Yes. Do I think that the Jets have a lot of systemic problems with inside the, within their organization that Aaron Rodgers cannot, you know, heal? Yes. I think that Zach Wilson is he was like he he was not a he was not a bad quarterback i think he was the result of some institutional issues i i just I, to me i think i think the jets once again finish under 500 and i think that it's a lot of like well what the hell because if you if you also you look at aaron rodgers aaron rodgers was coming out of a tightly run ship in green bay like Green Bay is an exceptionally functioning organization of football team. Jets are a mess. Like that's like saying like, oh, you know, I'm going to come in. I'm going to, you know, we're going to fix everything. It's like, okay, cool. Let's start back in 1985. Like I just, I just, I, I'm not buying the hype. I feel like, I feel like it's going to be bad. I just feel like it's going to be bad. I'm not buying the Rogers hype. Completely agree. Yeah, I'm, I'm right. Oh, no, no, no. no, no. Cool. Great. That's it. Good job, everyone. So those are our fantasy takes. That's a we'll fantasy uh, takes. be sure to 
keep track of them throughout the season. Uh, I'm very excited I to will... see how this uh, – whether I'm eating shit on uh, Jonathan Taylor or Justin Jefferson. <laughs> I, I I will be taking Justin Jefferson number one, so I will I will be ready to feed you that shit if uh, if you are wrong on that one. I'm excited, and I will yeah. curl up and cry in a corner if somehow you are correct. This is always a very exciting time of year. Like I just I don't know. Uh, maybe it's because the Mets are absolute trash, but like I don't know. I just oh my God, I'm, I'm with I'm, the baseball. I know. I'm <laughs> look. It's. It's 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 August. It's still baseball season, except in my house where I've decided it's not just football season. So, is what it mm. is. But uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for for uh, hanging out with us once again. I am Justin. I'm pointing at Kevin, but you can't tell that. That's Kevin. That's Terry. We are the IRDC, and uh, thanks for hanging out with us.